bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the Common Council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. I had to change my microphone, so I said everything. Why you got that look on your face? She looking at me like. <laughs> she got that look like. You know how you know how people look at you and they they're thinking one thing, but their but their face is like pleasant, like, like, hi, how you doing? But in their mind, they're thinking, fool, what are you doing? Right? right. <laughs> All I can say is I get that a lot. Fool, what you doing? All right. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Uh-oh. You see the zip whip line? The... <laughs> That's a nice note to get. And it, and it won't leave. All righty. That's interesting. Hey, it's Monday. That's all I can say. It's Monday. Welcome. It's been one of those days already. And and so I find it interesting that I'm reading an article and it has to do with the police. And so for all of the people that say, oh, my God, you're so pro-police. Yes, I am. So let's just get that out of the way. Let's let's get it in the open. And let's have a conversation about it. All right. So then, 
I cannot get this right to save my life. All right. Why? Because it's Monday. So, chairs are too small. I'm too tall. Computers all off. Is this this is this my? So, I'm reading this article in Milwaukee Journal Sentinel from the crime section. Elliot Hughes wrote the article. Milwaukee Police Department has laid a foundation for improved constitutional policing, but the work remain. But the work remaining is most challenging, actually ushering in a department-wide culture change that reduces racial disparities and stops and searches. First of all, how do you do that? How do you do that? Because nothing here offers, like, what, what, what does that even look like? And why are we calling it a disparity only because there's a difference in it, as if we need to ramp up stops and searches of white people to balance it out or something? I don't know. Or stop less white people and then it'll, I don't know. So I'll go on to read. That was the conclusion of the latest report evaluating the police department's compliance with a landmark $3.4 million settlement agreement with the ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union of Wisconsin, which argued in court that black and Latino residents were disproportionately stopped and searched by police, often without reasonable suspension of criminal activity. And one of the ways they were able to win that argument is because the police department did a really, really bad job at articulating why they stopped. They were trained to do it. They, they knew what they were doing. They had the right instinct. They just didn't have the, they weren't able to verbalize in detail. Right. And so when people are in looking for something like this, no matter what you say, it's never going to be enough. So that's one, my opinion. So article goes on to say five years after entering that agreement, which has forced the department to overhaul its training and oversight of officers, the disparities in Milwaukee streets persist. Now, why do you think that is? Why do the quote unquote disparities persist? Maybe because much of the crime is in the black and Hispanic community and not in the white community. Maybe there are certain types of crimes that key with city officials as, as it relates to reckless driving and shootings, things of that nature. And then it allows the white community to then get away with lower level crimes, inclusive of drug abuse. So Hughes went on to write the report found that in 2022, black residents were four and a half times more likely to be subjected to a traffic stop and eight times more likely to be frisked. Figures that mostly remain consistent over the last five years and too often officers don't document the reasonable suspicion behind these stops and searches. And so they had them actually, this is me now, they had them actually, you know, filling out documentation of why they did and what they did and all that. As if that's going to help. It won't help. It won't help. The report said adherence to the Fourth Amendment constitutional standards for conducting frisks remains a concern. Well, of course it would. Because officers are doing a poor job because they were lazy in articulating why they stopped somebody. Now, in many instances, had a good reason to stop. But if you actually sit, stop, and work through the instinct of wondering why something's wrong. Is it based on bias? Absolutely. They're the police. So 
Despite that, the report produced by the Boston-based Crime and Justice Institute, again, noted a sincere desire within the Milwaukee Police Department's leadership for bettering the system for the people who live, work, and visit the city of Milwaukee. The report said these kinds of changes within departments has long histories and established practices do not come easy. Of course not. Very good point. So here's what they know about the latest developments. Milwaukee Police Department disparities between black people and white people and stops and searches haven't improved in the last five years. Has crime gone down in the black community or gone up? Has crime gone down or gone up in the Hispanic community? Has crime gone down or gone up in the white or Asian community? The article goes on to say, for the most part, the racial disparities and stops and searches between black and white residents has remained consistent since the settlement agreement was reached. What is it that you expected this settlement to do? Like, what, what is it that you thought was going to happen? We were just going to, like, let crime. Oh, that's right. We did do that. We did let crime get out of hand. We did have to follow this, and it created a chilling effect. So now cops aren't doing their jobs because they're afraid they're going to get fired or suspended or reprimanded because they're being proactive. Because that's what really stops crime. Coming to you after the fact is irrelevant, right? I got the evidence. But being proactive to stop a crime before it occurs, were there some instances where people should not have been stopped? Absolutely. But why is it that when citizens do that, it's called the mistake, and when the police do that, it's called bias? That I find interesting. However, I digress. It goes on to say over those same years, black residents have been between 7.8 and 9.9 times as likely to be frisked with one exception. In 2021, black residents were 18 times as likely to be frisked compared to white people. That figure shrank down to eight times as likely in 2022. During the same period, Latino and Hispanic people have been between 1.3 and 2.4 times as likely to be frisked compared to white people. But in 2022, researchers found no significant difference. They also went on to say Milwaukee police still intends to do more analysis of racial disparities. Because one of the things you have to look at is where's the crime being committed. It also says NPD's documentation of reasonable suspicion for stops and searches has improved, but it doesn't satisfy terms of the settlement agreement. Of course not. You're talking about, what, 1,200, 1,800 people to turn on a dime? That's idiotic. Anybody that would think that any organization could turn like that, when you yourself talk about the culture is changing and their positive steps, that's, that's idiotic to think that a, that, that a department or anybody, police, fire, city, your family, anybody could change on a dime. They also added Milwaukee police supervisors need more accountability. So they keep talking about fair and unbiased policing in an instance where there's a level of bias you take into policing, which is why you're trained to be biased against people who are criminals. The way you look, the way they sound, the way they act, what they do makes you look at people who exhibit certain actions, words, deeds to start to key on them, right? To build up reasonable suspicion. So, so what, what, huh? If you remove, 
I, I get fair and unbiased, but but where do you want to insert fair and unbiased? In the beginning? Do you want to insert it while they're in the middle of the stop? Do you want to insert it with what they charge them with? Like, like where are you going to insert this? Because right now, based on what we're looking at, all policing is problematic. And if you really want to see the city turn into the Wild West, keep it up. So they've got some good information in this article. I agree. The department acknowledges their shortcomings. But here's what the ACLU said in this article, and I'm going to read it verbatim. The ACLU of Wisconsin, however, was much more critical of the police department. It pointed out the agreement calls for the department to reach and sustain full compliance with the settlement agreement within five years. Anybody that actually agreed to five years was idiotic because there's no way you're going to change a culture in five years. Then it goes on to say, and five years after reaching the agreement, the department hasn't yet reached full compliance for one year. Um, ACLU attorney Olga Axelrod said, while it is certainly a positive step that the recorded volume of unconstitutional policing has diminished since the settlement was established, the extent to which black Milwaukeeans continue to be over-policed and discriminated against is unacceptable. As we reach the fifth year, it remains clear the settlement is still needed. So, so where's the evidence in this article that that's occurring? See, that's the problem. We come up with numbers, but we don't give very specific, hard instances of when it occurred. And so to expect perfection out of human beings, I think, one, makes no sense. There are definitely some issues in the Milwaukee Police Department. There are definitely some things that need to be looked at, some audits that need to be done, some changes that have been made in policing. But if you expect that to change within five years, that was ridiculous. And the way the ACLU cherry picks who they sue and how they sue. Yeah, well, anyway, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because at this rate, the department will never be good enough. On top of that, Act 12 will make them have to hire three classes of 65 in 2024. So the way you disparage a city, disparage a department, disparage people working to keep you safe, and then turn around and have the state of Wisconsin tell them they have to hire 65 times three in a community that you've already built a negative reputation with them. I find that interesting. Hey, ACLU. Elliot Hughes, try again. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. Oh, yeah. Round and round. 
Still clown with the underground when we come around. Around and round, round and round. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their check as though they sweat a brother majorly and I don't know why your girl keeps paging me, she tell me that she needs me, cries when she leaves me and every time she sees me, she squeeze me lady take it easy, ain't to sound sleazy but tease me, I don't want it if it's that easy, hey yo bust it, baby got a problem you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, I'm your host Dr. Ken Harris, there's so much stuff that I want to talk about that I don't even know where to start so I think I might just throw it all out there and let you just call in and hit me on the talking text line and we can chop it up. How's that? 833-212-1017 is the number. I mean, it's so much. It's so many stories going on. It's so much. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about, oh, that? that's what I was looking for. Let me, let me find this story because I, I thought, the 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 um I gotta type it in. Uh, so you hear about Representative Bowman? So Representative Bowman Democratic US Representative Jamal Bowman faces investigation yesterday. The morning after he pulled a fire alarm at the Capitol complex as his party was trying to delay a key vote, prompting an evacuation of a congressional office building. The image still released shows him who represents parts of New York City and its immediate suburbs activating the fire alarm near the exit. So, so of an apartment building, right? So this means that if dude actually pulled it, and he was trying to actually stop the vote in federal law. That's called a felony, right? That's a felony. So what was he thinking? Right. You would ask yourself that. Well, Bowman said he admitted pulling the alarm, which he says he regretted, but disputed that he did so to delay the vote, as many Republicans assert. He said he was just trying to open the door. I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I'm embarrassed to admit I activated the fire law mistakenly thinking it would open the door. What? Are you kidding me? What fire alarm do you know opens a door? other than an automatic door connected to it. Did you try the door? You know, like push. <laughs> so if they find out he did it, and, and, and the bad part about it, if they don't show him trying the door first and then pulling the alarm, then it looks like he pulled the alarm to stop the vote, which is a felony. Except in Washington, D.C., when it's a misdemeanor. Like, wh- what? What are we doing? So now some House Republicans call for Bowman to resign. Okay, stop. It's a fire alarm. It's not like. So if he pulls a fire alarm, he should resign. But if he starts a fire, uh, like what? It, it doesn't make any sense. 
Doesn't make any sense. Little, small, dumb, you know, sometimes adults do stupid stuff. So we bring out a hammer and hammer them. That doesn't make any sense to me. Makes absolutely no sense to me. But there, there were just some stories over the weekend that just had me going, hmm, what? Bill Clinton turned on um, New York folks. He agreed with New York Governor Kathy Hochul by uh, arguing that New York City's right to shelter law has to be changed. It should be modified and it should probably um, should under the circumstances. Like, I mean, it's broken. They need to fix it. Doesn't make any sense. A law for the last 40 years says the city has to shelter the homeless. And New York is an asylum city. So everybody that comes there, the city, by law, has to find them shelter. So let me get this right. If I come there from another country and I came into the country legally or illegally and I end up homeless, you have to find me a house. But if I'm born in America and I live in New York City, I got to pay for homeless. I, I got to pay for a house, pay for an apartment. And I'm, just, I'm just wondering. That just makes no sense to me. But there were a lot of stories over the weekend that, that, that don't make any sense to me. And I, and I know when I, when I talk about them, I'm going to upset people. And I know when I talk about it, it's, it's going to be, you know, kind of weird. But I have to. Why? Because I poke the bear. That's what I do. Um, do you eat real meat or plant-based? I've never tasted anything plant-based. Like, ever. And the thing I don't like is when people try to feed me plant-based, and I tell them I don't want it. And then they get upset at me. I said, so... I'm supposed to accept everything you are, but you don't respect everything I am. So if I don't say I don't want to eat plant-based meat, don't give me plant-based and then giggle and laugh and talk about, oh, see, it does taste good. No, I think it's terrible. Do not feed it to me. Like, why is it people always want you to follow what they want and respect what they want or don't want? but you can't get the same respect. I I just find that interesting. I've never eaten plant-based food. I never want to eat plant-based food. If I want to eat plant-based, I will get a salad. I'll get a salad. So that's about all you're going to get anyway. But making it and pretending it and packaging it and pretending like it's meat and making yourself feel good when it's not, how you feel about cows, how you feel about all that stuff is completely your business. Like range-free anything, I, I just don't care. I'm going to eat it and consume it. Like, I, don't, I don't really care. Oh, you're so narrow-minded. You need to be more open-minded. Who said I'm not open-minded? Because I don't agree with you? I'm closed-minded? That's, that, that's dumb. That makes no sense. Having thought it all through, 
I decided no grass. I mean, plant based. <laughs> it's like eating grass. Like, really? Uh-uh. Well, the bun is, you know, now they'll start making bread that's plant based and coleslaw that's plant based. I mean, like, like what could not be plant based? Like, what, like rib tips. Like, you can never have rib tips that are, that are plant based, right? It's no such thing. You just can't. Can't have fake food. I don't understand. But we come back, I'm going I'm to talk about some food because, you know, at a time when, when we, as Americans, with the fear of farms being taken over by, I don't know, Bill Gates and China and, and all that, is it time for us to start growing our own fruit and vegetables? I mean, the way the world's going, the way everything is going, prices are too high. I don't know. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So, so, is it time we do our own fruit and our own vegetables? You'd be breaking into your yard. My food got stolen. They stole my, <laughs> my tomatoes, my peppers. Well, I don't know if you heard the story. Thousands of cantaloupes sold in 19 states and Washington, D.C. are being voluntarily recalled. Like, can you go in somebody's house and, like, make them give them back? I don't know. Um, voluntarily recalled after a test found they may potentially be contaminated with salmonella. Eagle Produce LLC is recalling 6,456 cases of whole cantaloupes after a test was conducted in a distribution center by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. And as of last Wednesday, there have been no reported illnesses attributed to the recalled cantaloupes. According to a news release, customers who have purchased these cantaloupes are urged to not consume them and should dispose of them. So let me get this right. I'm going to take a cantaloupe that might have salmonella in it, put it in the garbage. Okay. If you have concerns about illness... From the consumption of one of these cantaloupes, you should contact the health provider. The cantaloupes were sold between September 5th and September 16th in various retail supermarkets in all these states, including Wisconsin. So if you bought a cantaloupe in Wisconsin, I would just not eat it, throw it away. And besides, with the recession being here and prices going up and and is it is it is it time to go back to basics? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Is it is it time to just go back to? Yeah, I might have to go to the store and buy meat. It's going to be a little higher, but 
all the things, the, contra- the, the, the condiments, all the things that go along with it, should I just, you know, do it? I mean, that's, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. So, I'm watching them work, and then they're doing stuff. So, they're so... Is that a salmon search? Like, is that a salmon? Co- like, I'm I'm not a I'm 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 just I wouldn't go that far. Um, I'm I'm not really good at at colors, and and I'm noticing that. Yeah, I know I'm off topic, and I'm noticing that I'm bad with colors in the red, purple, um, maroon. Is mauve still a reddish color or is it bluish? Mauve? I don't know. I thought that was like a purple, pink. Uh, I just said I had trouble with the purples, pinks, <laughs> reds, all this. I asked her, is it is mauve? It's like a purple. purple. She goes, I think it's purple. <laughs> That's my point. You know what I'm saying? I have no idea. And so I asked women. Now, is that a sexist thing to do? Uh, I need to figure out what this color is. Ask a woman. Is that sexist to do or is that just one of those things? Because, you know, we tell this lie. Men can do any. Women can do anything men can do. Men can do it. Nah. Nah. You know what one of them is? Buy shoes. Buy a purse. And tell colors. I can't. I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at buying my own shoes. And I have no idea what the color mauve even looks like. But it sounds cool, right? See, I had a great childhood. And as long as they went to from 16 to 32 colors, I was okay. When they went from 32 to 64, I'm done. Because now y'all got some colors in there that are too close, right? Like, it's not lime green, but there's another green that's not lime, it's not olive, and it's not green, right? So... You got lime green, you got green, and then you got olive green, right? Olive is the dark. There's actually another green. Oh, you got blue green. I'm done. I'm I'm done. That's right up there with mauve being purple, but it's not purple because it's mauve. Like, who comes up with this idiocy? You know who I think do? Women. Because they get to buy so many different things, and they want the same thing, but it's all different colors. So they just... Make up colors. That's what I think they did. They just make up colors. I mean, that's about as dumb as anything else, right? That that I could come up with, right? But I digress. I'm wondering, is it time to start to partner with each other and create farming initiatives to grow peppers, onions, But then how do you stop the animals from breaking in and eating it? You know what I mean? How do you, you know, you got to put up all the wiring and all that stuff. And, you know, they'll eat right through it. They'll cut their own mouths to get at food. So, so what, what what do we, what do we do? The price of everything is too high. And I, and I put a picture on, on, on IG. I love pistachio nuts. They're the, literally the only nuts I can eat. I just can't remember. Is it a vine? That's a vine nut. 
pistachios. Is it a tree nut? I can't remember. So I can eat pistachio nuts because I'm allergic to all the other nuts. And I love to buy the ones that don't have the shell, that, that are the shellless, right? And I, I, I go into the store to buy some the other day. And I've watched them go from like on sale for $5.99, on sale for $8.99, normally $10.99, right? And then sometimes they were $10.99. And I went, $11 for some pistachio nuts. But that's my energy food, right? That's my food in between meals. So I go and I buy them. I went in the store the other day. Pistachio nuts were fifth. Let me see if I remember, see if I have the picture. I think the price was $15.99. And I went, what? What? What exactly are you giving me for $15.99? Like, I, I want to I know. I'm sorry. Oops, I was wrong. $14.99. They went up $5 in a week. Five, last time I looked at them, they were $10.99. $9.99? Okay, they went up $3. Does it really matter? $15 for pistachio nuts? Must be crazy. 833-212-1017 is the number. Tia, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. How are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. And I wanted to tell you, first off, mob is more red than blue. I'm done. It's more red, it's more red than purple. I'm done. <laughs> okay, so you're going you gonna to fight with Rhea when you're done so y'all can figure out whether or not mauve is purple or... See, that's what I'm talking about. Leave it, leave it to the ladies. It's, so purple, purple is the perfect line between red and blue the fact and that you can explain that red. the fact that you can explain that is too much for me right that's why okay. i don't but i appreciate okay. it <laughs> i understand you know everybody's not there with that i, I spend more time with colors than anything as a preschool teacher there so. you go but i wanted to tell you about the the growing your own fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. i think we should i think we should we, it's definitely a plus in our lives. And if you have a yard that is fencing, 90% of the work of keeping animals out is done. Yeah, but they can crawl underneath. In some got, areas they can. I mean, eventually right. they will at some point. But you, you ain't got to make me feel repair. so bad, though. <laughs> eventually they will. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, that's basic maintenance. That's going to happen whether you have any food in your yard or not. Mm. You're just going to have to deal with that. Mm. And there are ways of getting around it. But the whole point is you're going to grow way more than you will personally need. So you can share. I nope. promise you. I'm selling them. Well, <laughs> whether you share for profit or share. There you go. People is, okay. Uh, up, I can... to, uh, up to you. But I'll I, I tell you what, it was a lady at our church, she grew tomatoes, and she grew such an abundance of tomatoes that she brought two huge boxes to church and told people, please just take tomatoes, take tomatoes. <laughs> and they were so much better than what was at the store. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Like, I've never had tomatoes so good that I wanted to just cut up tomatoes and eat them. Guess it's who's allergic to tomatoes? Okay. Right, <laughs> wow. You're batting a well, thousand. You're batting a thousand. 
<laughs> okay, well, there are, there are other things people grow in their gardens. Like she had greens in her garden. Peppers. She had onions. You know. yeah. yeah, peppers. So yeah. all of that. So what's the best time and to do all point. the growing? Well, you have to learn about the different seeds. Because sometimes it's good to do them in the early fall or late fall. And they um, germinate over the winter. But sometimes it's best to start in early spring, like really early spring. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you're growing, though, that's another thing. you got to learn about all this stuff. Do okay. some reading, research. Okay, Rhea, we got to find somebody that can teach us about gardening. <laughs> I mean, I mean, teach us about gardening, not talk about their garden. Does that make sense? Right. Like somebody from a university that can say... If you want to learn how to, or maybe maybe Home Depot or one of them stores, if you want to do such and such, you need to do this. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you. And and Tia's going to be our first guest. Uh, definitely. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. Right. 833-212-1017 is the number. Are you going to garden? I think. Now, see, now I got to Google during the break. I got to go look and find out what I can plant in the fall that I can eat in the spring. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. .com slash tickets. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You know the Black-Owned Business Give Back is back, and we've teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black My bad, everybody. <laughs> I tell you, boy. Okay. Eh. So just basically shut up. Okay. Just basically shut up. You should have just hollered, hey, shut up. And then I would have stopped reading. If you play your cards right. I did not pay mine right. That was me. My bad. <laughs> that was That was what? You said mean? I said that was that was me, my bad. Oh, okay. I thought you said mean. I'm like, mean? What was mean about that? Well, nothing mean about that. I'm not I mean, I'm sensitive, but I'm not that sensitive. I'm I mean, I'm I mean, I, I work at I'm compassionate, but I work at showing vulnerability because I'm you know. Once certain things happen to you in life, uh, it's simple. It doesn't like, you know, like I would go to a meeting and and I just left a triple homicide. And they'd be like, oh, this is the most important thing. You have to be here. Oh, okay. You know, and I sit through the meeting and I'm like, and they're, we've got to get this done. It's going to mean I'm like, "Mm." and then they go, well, how was your day? Fine. 
Well, no, really. How was it? I said you you really don't want to know how my day was. Why? Because I don't want to ruin your day. And then people keep pressing and poking. What were you doing? But what happened? I was just on a triple homicide down on Wisconsin Avenue. And, you know, I was just saying, you know, it was fine. And then they have that look like, I didn't need to know that. No, you didn't, but you kept asking. So if you keep asking the question and then you get it answered and now you don't like the answer, that's on you. But I want to grow something. So what I did is I used Google and it said how, when, how, and why to plant fall vegetables. Now this is from, can I, can I, can I be vulnerable and share something? I am, would I be considered a nerd? Like, I don't know. I'm not a technical nerd. I'm more of an information intellectual nerd. Does that make sense? I I sit down and read the Farmer's Almanac. What's coming up next year, how to do stuff. And so I think I want to, I think I want a fall garden. I need to, I need to find something to do. Right. I really need to figure it out because spinach, all that kind of thing. Do I have enough time? Julius, you're on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. How are you? Oh, how are you doing today, Dr. King? Good talking to you. Same here. Yeah. Last time we had a conversation, uh, you were discussing uh, the chicken wings, and then we had a discussion about that. Right. Prior to the chicken <laughs> okay, now, oh, so now we're on vegetables. Uh, yeah, yeah, vegetables are good to grow. I mean, I got a garden, and um, I use my vegetables incorporated with my meals. I've been doing that the whole summer, and it's great. But what can I grow yeah. in the fall? Like, what what would be good now that I can grow over the next couple of months? Well, the fall right now, you can still grow green beans if you like. Mm-hmm. You can grow a lot of leafy green vegetables. You can grow broccoli. You can grow uh, greens. You can grow spinach, um, uh, Brussels sprouts, um, carrots, beets. And so, um, and so, what would the, I need to do to make the? Do I need to make a separate like bed? Do I need to make a you know like one of those risen beds for for? for oh, you mean a raised garden? Yeah. Uh, if you like to, I mean, it makes it easier if you got a bad back, so you won't have to bend down as much. I mean, didn't you know two, three feet off the ground? Well, you know, it, it, it depends on how high you want it to grow. I mean, I'm, how high you want, you know, so you won't have to bend down as much. Because I know I have back issues a little bit, but you know, um, that's why I have a raised garden. And um, the things I'm growing now, I have, I'm growing Brussels sprouts, green beans. Uh, um, cilantro. That's a lot of dirt if it's two or three feet, though. Well, this is the trick. You don't need that much dirt because if you're making a raised garden and it's like three feet deep, right? three or four feet even, what you do is you take some matter, organic matter, and you know branches, stems, and leaves, straw. You fill that up on the bottom first. Just fill it up. Okay. And, um, and then the top layer, maybe the first, I mean, the top layer, you can lay about six to eight inches of, of, of your potting soil, you know, your organic soil. And right. um, everything under there will compost 
and it'll turn into into organic matter up under there. So and it also feeds your vegetables okay. as it as it decomposes. All right, and and, and it's, it, you know, and it's great, and so you don't have to spend a lot of money for dirt. I know some people think you got to buy tons of dirt. You don't, especially if you're making a raised garden. I mean, you got some. You can even use uh, tree branches. You can right. put a lot of stuff on the bottom. And so, and, and so, how how big is it? Like two feet by three feet? I'm just kidding when I say that. Maybe six feet by eight feet or something. Right, because actually, I have th- I have three gardens in my yard, and they're all enclosed. Make two me feel bad. Walk-ins. Make me feel bad. <laughs> Thank you. It's fun, man. I mean, you know, no, it's therapeutic. No. <laughs> you know, it's it's therapeutic yep, when yep. you come out in the summer. You sit inside. You go in your garden, and then you, I go in there with a bowl, and I come out with all of these vegetables. You know, I even got some cilantro growing. I got some basil. All I got right. oregano. You know, and it's and, and 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 like the woman said before, fresh grown tomatoes. No, you know, nor no no chemicals. I got to I mean, get out of here in like, about ten seconds. <laughs> Yeah, but give it a try. All uh, right. Uh, you know, you'll enjoy it. Thank you much. I appreciate it, Julius. Okay. Take care. Take care. Make me feel bad. I got three. I don't have one. <sighs> Make you feel like Charlie Brown. I got ice cream. I got candy. What'd you get? I got a rock. Milwaukee, it's Denise Thomas. And Telly Hughes from Truth Be Told on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth.